Moses was leading the Israelites through the desert, and they were thirsty. I mean, it is the desert after all. And the people started to question Moses, asking, Why did you ever make us leave Egypt? But remember what they had in Egypt. They were slaves. And remember the amazing things God did for them to free them from the Egyptians. They saw all the plagues. There was the Passover, uh, the pillars of fire and cloud, and the parting of the Red Sea. When they got thirsty, they forgot all of it. They seemed to be trusting more in the material goods around them than the God who made everything and who obviously was still taking care of them. But that's the way it is, right? I mean, when we get hungry or thirsty or when we run into hardship in life, we tend to forget all that God has done for us and we even turn from him altogether. We ask, where was God during or why has God allowed, you know, fill in the blank? And when life gets hard, the temptation is to look in all the wrong places for consolation. You know, we turn to alcohol, to drugs, to immoral relationships, to pornography, or, or even just like endless media consumption and distraction to numb ourselves from the real challenges in life. We look to the well of the world, of the merely physical seeking to quench our thirst for meaning, love, fulfillment. But it never completely works. It doesn't last. You know, when we are physically thirsty, we find some water, our thirst is quenched. But it always comes back. When we eat a good meal, well, we get hungry again in a few hours. When we acquire some wealth, there's always a little desire in all of us for more. When we seek out some diversion or entertainment, whether it's moral or not, it never fully satisfies. We always want more. That's our experience. If we're honest, and, well, it isn't a new experience either. Uh, since the fall, this has been the human condition. We see it play out right in our gospel today. Jesus promised the Samaritan woman at the well that he would give her water that would forever quench her thirst. He said, Whoever drinks this water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Now she didn't understand right away, and was still thinking on a natural level when she answered, saying, Sir, give me this water, so that I may not be thirsty or have to come, keep coming here to draw water. You know, it was a lot of work to go there in the, to the well in the midday heat to fetch water all the time, and she would like to avoid that. But Jesus was inviting her to something deeper. The language of living water and, and worship the Father in spirit and truth, these are reminiscent of the sacrament of baptism, whereby we receive sanctifying grace, the, the presence of God in our very souls, and membership in the church. Jesus wanted her to have the presence of God in her life. And that's the only thing that would really satisfy her. The path to receive that presence, though uh, it meant leaving some things behind. Through the conversation, Jesus pointed out her sins, 
course, he knows them. Um, And it must have been hard for her to hear that. He pointed out that she had attempted marriage five times and even then was with someone that she was not married to. This suggested that, you know, she's looking in the world for something deeper that could not be found in these shallow worldly relationships. And in the conversation, she was also invited into right worship of God, as God desires to be worshipped. You know, the Samaritans were, they were not faithful Jews. They had split from the Jews and, and worshipped in, if you will, the way they desired, not as God desired. Jesus invited her to worship God rightly in himself, in spirit and truth. And she was convinced She was convinced by this conversation with our Lord. And she went from disbelief to belief. She went from being a slave to her sins to being freed from her sins. She went from being a social outcast to being one of Jesus' followers. In other words, the Samaritan woman who had tried to find happiness and fulfillment in worldly relationships and failed, she found what she was looking for in Jesus Christ. We all have thirsts, desires we seek to fulfill. Sometimes, such as when life is really hard, that thirst can become very strong. And the question is, where do we seek out fulfillment, happiness, purpose in these moments? If we look at the if we looked in the wrong places and turned from God in some way by our actions as we sought to fulfill this thirst, we should remember God is still seeking us out. A Samaritan woman, for example, she was married five times. Does Jesus reject her? No. He did point out her sins and encourage repentance and reform, right? But he didn't reject her. He's there with her. Did he abandon the Israelites in the desert when their trust in him faltered? No. And he does not give up on us either. But he does ask us to leave some things behind, to repent, to follow him. As life gets challenging, as it often does for us, like those Israelites in the desert, the temptation is to turn from God and toward the world. But that will never be enough for us. Like the Samaritan woman, let's turn to Jesus. Let's hold fast to faith, repent of our sinful ways, and continually, again, return to Jesus, worshiping him rightly, specifically at Mass. Even in the most desperate of times, perhaps most importantly, always, but most importantly, in the most desperate of times, let us turn to Jesus. And if we do this, We can then weather any difficulty that comes along and never lose sight of the happiness, the purpose, the meaning that God gives to our lives. Without the hope that our faith in Jesus brings, life is very hard. But thankfully, as St. Paul wrote, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So let us receive God. Let us receive the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen.